Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for listening. I pray this episode will not only be encouraging, but super helpful for you as a leader of the next gen. Um, let me ask my friends, um, do you ever struggle with self-doubt? Uh, do you wrestle with feelings of, of I'm less than, I'm not good enough? Do you ever struggle with anxiety and ministry over possibilities of things that could go wrong? You know, oftentimes we as leaders, um, we struggle with this battle in our minds. It's really a war in our minds. And I think many of you can relate. Um, this has been an area where, you know, I've struggled with some of these kind of ideas of trying to have positive over negative thoughts and wondering sometimes if I could ever win that war. Um, sometimes fear and negative ideas jump in and, and creep in. And so they get the best of us sometimes. And so I know this episode, I think is going to be really helpful because we're going to talk about how do we overcome these kind of things? Is it really possible to get rid of negative thoughts in our minds, a negative playlist? So I think this is going to be a great conversation. And I'm so excited to have back my good friend and my co-host of the KMC, uh, Ron Brooks. Man, welcome back, Ron. It's been a while. Hey, Tom, it has been a little while. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good, man. And I've missed having you on the air. Uh, with me, but I'm glad to have you back. And honestly, I'm so glad because you wrote a blog post on your uh, blog, pastorronbrooks.com. We'll give a plug and a shout out for that. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes too, by the way, in case you want to check this out article out. But you wrote a blog post and you shared it in the, in the KMC Facebook group. And it really resonated with me because I love this kind of idea. And I love this kind of study. Um, you wrote a post called how to change your negative thinking and, and you know, the drill, we're always asking a, a big why question. So why, why, why the post and why do you feel like the struggle in our minds is, is such a thing? So why the post um, back around mother's day uh, at church, hearing a message mention uh, a term called neuroplasticity, which we'll get into a little bit. It's a big, scary scientific yeah. word that um, I took some time to dive into, but uh, it was Mother's Day. And then it was either the week before or the week after, there were two messages right in a row that were mentioning our thoughts and how our thoughts lead us where we're going. And if you're thinking negative, then you head toward the negative. You know, if you think positive, you head toward the positive. And I think back, it just resonated with me to my journey and the battles in my mind and how, how I came to realize that and how I came to combat that and how I came to change that. So then I started doing some research it was interesting because I can normally sit down and, and write out a post 
you know, a couple hours and let it sit and then go back and fix it up and then post it. This one, this one took, this one took about six weeks uh, because I was researching, I was reading and the science that backs up the scriptures and the way that God designed our body to renew itself. Um, they, they line up. Uh, so I, I, I pulled in a little bit of science from, I'm, I'm not a science guy. So I did the best that I could, you know, with the understanding of all of the terms and phrases and everything and try to break it down in the way that I understand it at least. Um, but it, it's, it's personal to me because I walked this journey, you know, as you read the words that I wrote out, I lived that. Uh So I try to put that into words so that somebody can read that and relate to that. And if you were, if you were where I was, you can get to where I am now, (laughs) you know, so maybe somebody could learn from my experience. So that's the why. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty powerful why, and I can relate as well. I mean, I've been doing a lot of, I mean, I have, on my desk in front of me that people can't see um, three different books uh, that I have been chewing on for months. Um, and, and uh, literally a couple of years ago, I first started with the, the book called the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, he wrote it more from a secular business perspective. Um, but it's really about, you know, what, how powerful habits and and thinking is um and i would i just couldn't help shake the fact that what he was talking about lined up with scripture so much mm-hmm. in fact there, there i could have put scripture references to where he was um and and so it was really interesting um and you know i know a lot of leaders who struggle just like you and i have um we've been open and honest about our struggles in the past on this program and and I'll continue to be because I know, uh, and it's part of what I do even in KMC coaching now and restoring leaders, both have elements where we, I teach on this because I truly believe um, in the power of habit and the power of thinking and, and how God made our minds. It, it is amazing, honestly. It's truly amazing um, when you start thinking about it. And so, Let's let's talk a little bit about this because you wrote this post and and we're gonna put a link into the show notes as well. But you wrote about the idea that we could change our mindset, and and uh, I'm curious, what do you see in scripture that shows us about this idea of changing our thinking and and all of that, how it affects our output? So there were three places in scripture that I focused on, and if you read the post, I'm I'm pulling this right out of what I wrote down, but Uh if you look at Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Right there, scripture telling you to think positive things. Yes. You know, and I, being open and honest, I, I'd say years ago, a thought process like this, this is where the, the prosperity gospel comes from. The name it and claim it gospel comes from. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a twisting of 
scriptures that we're using here, I, I'm I'm not talking about name it and claim it. You know, that's right. not what right. I'm saying. But I will say, um, you want to talk about the power of positive thinking. At one time, I attributed that to new age type mindset, right. but I don't. I don't see that as I'm reading through scripture. I, I think there is something to be said about positive thinking and your thoughts being good and positive and what you think is where you head. So the direction that your thoughts go is where you're going to follow. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I know it wasn't in the notes, but yeah, um, no, that's good. You know, just kind of to give a little bit more understanding. Yeah. Well, be, because it feel it fits into this idea of neural plasticity and, and, and I know that term, you know, maybe, maybe it's new for those that are listening. So let's break that down for a second. Um, and, and then I think that'll make more sense to what, <laughs> what you just said. So in its simplest form or in, in my simplest understanding, <laughs> uh, might be better said, uh, neuroplasticity is the brain's way to become more efficient. And studies that I've seen and people that have a stroke that affects a certain part of their brain as scientists and as doctors look at that and watch the brain will actually rewire itself and the neurons will grow together and grow around the damaged part of the brain so that people can function similar to the way that they functioned before whether that's speech whether that's in mobility um, there's all different uh, ways that it can happen but the brain actually wires di itself differently to gain something back that was lost. Or uh, another thing that it will do, the, the neurons will grow together to make the thought process faster and more efficient. So it, have you ever been driving down the road and, and kind of zone out, but you still end up where you were going and <laughs> you get there and you don't realize how you yes. got there? I, I drove the same route I was speaking at a camp this last week and I drove it basically four times a day, the same highway, the same road. That's all these curves. And I literally told a friend of mine last night, I felt like when I got home last night, I could have probably driven that road with my eyes closed um, because I learned the, the curves. So, and the hills. so that's a form of neuroplasticity, Tom, that's your brain wiring itself together you know where you're going and you've been there before. So it wires neurons together so that things happen naturally and you do things and don't even have to think about it. And that way you're not taking up brain capacity and thought process to think about where you're going. You can go where you're going, but you can still do other things at the same time. So th that's in its simplest form, it's your brain helping you become more efficient, think faster to be able to do something and think something else at the same time. Mm. So um, 
the other big verse you pull from Romans, we were talking about this before we started record, recording, Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So mm -hmm. what I'm talking about fits into that phrase, renewing yeah. your mind. And it may mean something more, but at least in my experience, renewing your mind is changing your thoughts. And we just read Philippians four. Well, what should you be thinking about? Well, there it is that, you know, scripture right. tells us exactly what you should be thinking about. And I know at least for me in my past experience, that doesn't come natural. You know, yep. it's the, the, the negative for whatever reason tends to come naturally. And then the more, the more negative thoughts that I have, my brain starts to wire those thoughts together and the neurons join together and make those thoughts faster to the point where it's on autopilot and you're driving down the road going to work because you drive that road every single day and you end up at work but you don't remember actually driving. <laughs> it's, it's the same with your thoughts. You don't even have right. to intentionally sit down to think something negative. It just happens because you've done it so much and your brain thinks it's helping you. Right. Because you've done something so many times, your brain thinks that that's what you want to do. It's so it helps you to do it. And yeah, it, it helps you become more efficient with those thoughts and that yeah. thought process, even though it's it's not right and the scary thing is is that for leaders this is why we often find ourselves in cruise control even you know on a sunday morning we just do the things we normally do we do it without thinking because our our brain has become pat and patterned with this this is what we do we walk into a room we flip a light switch on we don't even look for the light switch it's just your hands naturally reach to the right or to the left and you you flip the switch and you walk in and you power up your sound system and i mean can you tell that i've got this pattern down because mm -hmm. <laughs> used to walk in go over hit hit the two buttons on one on the sound stuff and one on the computer walk up turn the projector on you know go up, turn the speakers on, you know, I, I had my routine of setting up, you know, then put my, 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 my um, table up on the stage. And, you know, I mean, I, I didn't think about any of that stuff. I just did it um, because it's what I did every single weekend. It became what, you know, a lot of people would say the word ingrained um, in my mind, um, in my body. And it's just what we do. And, and so, yeah, it's amazing how God has wired us to, so again, be efficient with things so that we don't have to think and we don't have to burn energy um, in that thinking and create fatigue for ourselves um, because of how elastic our mind is um, and how it stretches and just does what it needs to do um, to keep going. Um, and on one hand, that's a good thing because you're more efficient in your time that you spend doing what you need to do some of that starts getting on autopilot so that you are free to think other things at the same time you're doing what you need to do yeah. the the danger comes when that 
process that the, the negative aspect of it gets so ingrained in your head that you don't even realize that it's happening. Right. You know, and, and you repeat negative thoughts and negative behaviors over and over and over, and you get the negative side of things on autopilot. If you're not aware of this process and the whole, I mean, you don't even have to know the word neuroplasticity, but if you don't know how your brain works and is working, that can, that can lead you way off course, you know, so just being aware of it and how God designed our mind is a place to start, Yeah, you know, so once you're aware of that, then you can start doing something about it. It's hard to do anything about it if you don't understand. Right. And so, you know, everything that I've read talks about the idea, and this is this is an exercise I even take my coaching students through, is, is thinking about your patterns. Um, and when we're specifically talking about for the leader's mindset and thinking as leaders, oftentimes, like I said, we focus on the negatives um, because those are the things that hold us back. And so, you know, Craig Rochelle wrote in his book, Winning the War on Your Mind, um, which is a powerful book. Um, he said, if we want to win the, the the war in our minds, we have to be willing to rewire our thought patterns to really rewire our brains. And 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 that's really true. And you started to address that in the blog post of, how do I change those negative thought patterns? Um, and and because what we see in, in scripture and we see in science is that there's usually, there's, there's a trigger or a cause and then the habit kicks in, the, you know, what we do, <laughs> the thought pattern, um, what, you know, so something triggers us, then we think, you know, a negative thought, which then spins into a consequence or an action or a behavior that comes out, um, you know, whether that's withdrawing and fleeing or, or getting depressed or whatever, but we get into this hamster wheel um, where it just continues and it engages so easy um, because of the way our brain, our brain is wired. And so we have to start thinking about, well, how do we, how do we take, you know, scriptures is take these thoughts captive. Um, and, and that's a powerful thing because, you know, as leaders, we can get into the pattern of thinking constantly negative. We see it all the time in Facebook groups, you know, there's a negative thought towards parents, if we don't get the bright cue from a family, then it triggers a negative thought, which triggers a negative feeling and mm-hmm. an action. Um, same with we get a negative feedback from a senior leader. It kicks in to a negative thought, to a negative action. Um, so as we're, as we're looking at this, um, I, I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts when it comes to this pattern and and is that the pattern you see in in what you've studied, um, that kind of a cycle, or or what have you what have you noticed? There's a lot of research that I was reading through that pairs habits with thoughts. So what you're saying is right. I chose <clears throat> to address just the thought part of things because for me that's where it started that's where it grew that's where um it's for me it's like when when i can understand 
a little bit about what's going on and start to address the issue, that helps me. So the habit for me is not necessarily the issue. The habit is a byproduct of the thought. So they work together. You have the thought and then you have the habit. So you are right that the thoughts and habits go hand in hand. Um, for my experience and the way that I worked through my process, it's more about addressing the thoughts because that's the, that's the starting point. Yeah. So it's, it, it's easier for me to address the starting point than it is to try to address the, the consequence or the byproduct of that thought, but That's they good. do go hand in hand. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. And, and what do you see? How, how does this all start in the, in the mind? Um, what's the pattern you see in a, in a negative thought pattern? Hmm. I think, and people that I've talked to, for whatever reason, negative seems easier than positive. Uh -huh. it's, it's easier to think something negative than it is to think something positive. Uh-huh. That's good. It starts out innocently enough because you don't stop at the point to change your mind. You just, it's, it's easy to assume the worst. So you assume the worst. Yes. But then as you move forward, the more you assume the worst, the easier it is to assume the worst. Right. Your brain is wiring together to the point where eventually you don't even have to stop and think, is there going to be something positive in this situation? You don't, you don't even think that anymore because you jump right to the negative. So when you're starting out, there's a at least for me, you can kind of see you have a choice in front of you, positive or negative. Well, negative is easier. I choose a negative. Then the next time yeah. I see, I can choose positive. I can choose negative. Negative is easier. I did that last time. I'll do it again. There's right. going to come a point. There's going to come a point where the positive aspect of the situation is moving further and further and further away that there's going to come a point. You don't even see that anymore. All you see is the negative in yeah. front of you. Wow. So, yeah. so, so what I'm trying to do for me is to get back to the point where I recognize there's a positive and a negative option in the situation. And I have to identify both of them. I, I can acknowledge the negative side of things, but not choose the negative side of things, right. you know, choose the positive. Right. And then, you know, so. And that's really where it builds into a stronghold. I mean, it, 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 that's, I mean, that's the Christianese term for it anyway, is, is that we, we are, we build up this stronghold. Um, we build up this wall. So you're right. Eventually you don't see the positive because the wall's gotten so high um, because you've, you've built this fortress around the negatives and it's easier to step into that than to climb the wall or to go around right. the wall or tear it back down. And, and so, you know, I think 
you know, that was one of the things that I found interesting in scripture. I found it interesting that, like I like said in this book that Craig Groeschel wrote, he talks about so many times those those strongholds are really just lies that the enemy has gotten us to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, and, and I think even somewhere I read research about how, and I wish I could remember the exact percentage of, of the things we fear, the things that we think are going to happen um, don't happen in reality, but they become such a negative pattern in our thought process um, they become this, well, this could happen. So, or this is why they're doing this, you know? Um, and, and, you know, in human aspects, it's like when your pastor messages you on Sunday night, Hey, we need to talk tomorrow. Come by my office. <laughs> Instead of thinking, Hey, he's coming to congratulate me for the great job I did this weekend. What does our mind go to typically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did i, I do know, wrong I, and, and yeah exactly <laughs> for me it's immediately that you know my stomach cramps up um my brain starts to spin out and analyze what did i do what did i do wrong um so yeah it becomes easy to when we see something challenging in our minds when we feel like there could be we don't assume the best we and, and that's weird. We, we as Christians should always be going towards the positive, but right. the enemy really nails us in this, this area of, of doing this. And, and, and so, you know, I, we, we do have to ask the question again, why is it that leaders struggle in this area so much? Um, because this tends to be a, a huge thing with a huge percentage. I bet a lot of our listeners are, are thinking, yeah, I can totally get it. I go that way all the time and I don't know why I've become conditioned to think that way. Um, but I've seen it. I know with, with a lot of the research I've done with restoring leaders, how many leaders, when things start going good, immediately get the thought in their head, the, sh- the other shoe will drop here soon. I'm going to get hurt again. They're going to betray mm-hmm. my trust again. And, and, you know, it comes out as a leader, I'll never forget having a volunteer look me square in the eye and say, why are you punishing us for what the other church did to you? We're not them. And I'm thinking, oh, but you could be, or Mm -hmm. you might be, you know, my brain went to a negative reaction even to that. But it was, it was, it was this whole thing. um, When I was reading Groeschel, he talked about uh, the, the, the law of, of exposure. And I think this is one of the reasons, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it too, is it, the law of exposure says that, that the mind absorbs and reflects what it's exposed to the most. So if our mind is constantly dwelling on mm-hmm. negative, then that's what it absorbs and then creates that pattern wheel. Well, and then the science, the science shows that the, what is it, the neurons, neurons that are frequently... Neurons that are used frequently develop stronger connections and those that are rarely or never used eventually die. I mean, that that's, that's one of the quotes that I put in my post that, that jumped out at me. So the thoughts that you're having, the more that you have those thoughts, the stronger those thoughts become. Uh-huh. Um, it, that, that's, that's the science of what you're saying. That's not... Uh, that's not making up an explanation of why it could be. Right. It, it's it's the science of it. That's the reality of it. Where 
where you spend your time thinking or doing, you know, you're, again, the thoughts and the habits or the actions are often tied together. Okay. It, it's the, 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 the pattern is developing and the pattern is getting stronger and the stronger right. it gets, the harder it is to break. Okay. So then that leads us to how do we stop it? How do we battle this? Um, how do we start to overcome uh, the negative thinking and the negative thought pattern? It helped me to to think of this whole thing because we said that the neurons are growing together and creating faster, more efficient pathways. Well, the reverse is also true. If you stop thinking something, then those neurons that were really, really strong and tied together start to come apart and new pathways are formed. So as, as I'm reading through all of this, I'm thinking it, it, I had a, an image of walking through the woods and if I were walking through the woods, I would carry a machete with me. I, I don't know if you would or <laughs> okay. not. Okay, I'm that, not so sure I not... want to go hiking with you now, Ron. <laughs> that's, that's just me. I've always I've always been that type because because I would want to swing it and I would want to cut branches and so so we're on a walk in the woods and okay. there's no path, but I have okay. a machete with me. So, so I'm behind you. <laughs> you're, yes, please please be behind me. But I'm I'm cutting branches, I'm cutting weeds, and I'm blazing a trail, so to speak. Okay. Now, the first time I do that, the path is, you're able to navigate the path, but it's still a rough path. Uh But if I go back the next day, and I take my machete with me, and I go down the same path, and I cut down more trees, and I pull up more weeds, that path is a little bit more accessible. Right. It's clear. Then I go, then I go back the next day and I do the same thing. Every time I go down that path, it's becoming easier and easier and easier to walk that path. It's that that's what our brain is doing with our thoughts. When I think something one, one time I think it, I think that same thing again, while the brain is starting to wire those neurons together and make it easier for me to think that the next time. So eventually we're coming to a point where I don't even need to take my machete anymore because everything is cleared out and I can walk down that path, but I can talk on the phone. I can do something else because I'm not having to focus on clearing the path because the path is already clear. That's good. I'm, I'm thinking of that as the negative thought process. Uh Okay. I just created a negative thought pattern that I don't even have to think about. Right. anymore. The way that I process, since I know that it took effort to create that, it's going to take effort to uncreate that or to create something new to replace sure. it. Right. So then I go to the same point in the woods where my trail starts, but then I make a decision. I'm not going that way. I'm not taking the easy way. I'm going to make a new path. So then I take my machete and I turn around and I start going the opposite direction. Again, when I'm starting out in that process, it's going to be difficult to walk through the woods where there is no trail. Sure. 
But then the next day, when I come to that point, I'm going to have a choice. I can go down the easy path that's already there established, or I can go down my new path that I'm starting. So I go down my new path and I'm starting to clear the trail and it's easier. Every time I do that, it's easier and easier and easier to do that. But what's interesting about this illustration is what's going to happen to the original trail that I cut down the longer the time passes. Those trees are going to continue to grow back the weeds are going to continue to grow up and that path is going to become more difficult to walk down the less that I use it. Yes. That's the same thing that happens in your brain, Tom, the less that you use a thought pattern, it's going to, your brain is going to see, Hey, I don't need that anymore. And it's going to pull those neurons apart. They're going to dissolve and the energy and effort is going to go into what you're spending your time on instead of what you were doing. That's good. Wow. That's a powerful picture of Romans 12, 1 and 2. Um, the whole idea of renewing our mind. And and I think that's the key. That's really one of the keys that I think both of us, as we've talked off air and prep for this, this, this podcast, was the idea that you know, we get into those mental ruts because we allow ourselves to keep going in that negative direction. And, and it does take resolve. It does take a determination to say, I am going to f- fill in that mental rut, so to speak. I'm going to let that path overgrow and I'm going to choose. Now that I've recognized why I'm, I'm thinking this negative thought, why I'm going that way, I'm going to make the choice to choose mm. the path that God has for me and renew my mind and, and through repetition – you know, every time I get that cue to go, Oh, I want to go night. No, I'm, I'm going to choose the positive. And so you, when you identify those lies of your mind, those negatives, then you can start to reframe everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You can create that new path. And yeah, I see that. I see that through the research. I see that in scripture. Um, It's been a huge help to me to, to be able to, to go through and to name um, the things that I have thought in the past that are negatives that, that come up often, um, in my life and to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to not only reframe it, but I'm going to replace it. Um, I'm going to give myself a new trail. Um, mm-hmm. I love that picture cause I love hiking and I love all that. So I, I think that's, that's, what's so cool about what we're seeing in God's word and what we're seeing now that, that some people are really starting to talk about this um, Mm -hmm. because I think this is part of soul care. Um, I think this is part of, of, of taking care of ourselves as a leader. So we lead well so that we don't prejudge people that we don't get bound into the same things over and over and over again, or that we don't live in fear Um, because, you know, fear is a negative thought pattern in my book. Um, And oftentimes we let fear take us over. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's really good. So, so what's helped you the most? Um, let's give people a few things that they can do to change the thought patterns. So this is where things get practical. Uh, it's, it's no longer the scientific, uh, stuff that is difficult to understand. It's no longer, um, 
thinking about the what ifs that we're talking now, you've identified a negative thought pattern here at the point in the woods where you want to turn the opposite way and swing your machete and make a new trail. This, this is where, this is where the change happens and it's not an easy thing. Um, for me, when I look back, uh, there was a couple of things that uh, really helped me. Uh, the first thing was I got a hold of a devotional book um, that was a little bit more uh, on the motivational side, I guess you'd say, you know, so taking scripture and um, a little bit more uplifting, a little bit more positive and reading through that every day but that wasn't that wasn't enough that was enough to start so for me i ended up having to make a list uh, i call them affirmations different uh -huh. people call them different things whether it's an affirmation a declaration uh -huh. um, figure out something that is true and is contrary to the thought that you have and write it down and then find the scripture that speaks to that yes. because if it's true you're going to find scripture to back that up right and then you write it down and at this point depending on where you are in your journey you may or may not believe what you're writing down that we're, right. we're not we're not talking about whether you believe it or not we're talking about the truth of the matter you right. might not believe it, but you write it down. And then the next day I did a different one. And the next day I did a different one. So I had to, I had to be aware of the negative thoughts. And I had to be intentional about yes. the affirmation that was contrary to that negative thought. You know, what is the truth? So yes. re restructure your negative thought into a true statement to combat that. And then the, the devotional every day combined with the reading my list of affirmations every day. Yes. That, that was me walking through the woods, the opposite direction, making intentional choices to not go down the easy path to not continue the negative process, yes. but to start to change the way that my thoughts uh, took me. Yes. And so having all of that behind me, it still is, the default often still is negative, but I have my, I just opened up my book. I know you can't see, but <laughs> I, I have my list of, affirmations written down so that I have something that I can go to when I get to that point, you know, positive, negative, you have a choice. Yep. Well, I, I, I may not be in a place where I fully want to choose a positive, but let me see, let me see what I've said about that before. Let me see what I've discovered. You know, what does God say about this situation or what does yeah. God say about me right now? And then I can find that on my list and read that and repeat it over and over and over and then that helps me to overcome the negative side of things that's so good
Man, that's powerful. And that's that echoes everything that I have researched and studied and found to be true. Um, that you you identify that lie, that rut, that stronghold, whatever you want to call it, that negative thought, that negative pattern, um, and you you name it, and then you create yourself. You know, it, it's just like scripture says. You know, when you're tempted, I think it's Corinthians. It says, you know, when you're tempted, that God provides a way of escape. You know, God provides us through His Holy Spirit the reminder of Scripture that when we're in a place where we need to retrain our minds and reset our minds, that the Scripture should come to us as a comfort, as a hope, um, as a a new path. Um, and I think that's so true that when we write out those declarations. Uh, those affirmations, and we read them out loud to ourselves, and 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 they're based in scripture, or they're you know they are scripture. Um, those are powerful ways to to recreate our mind and to renew our mind, um, so that we're focused on the truth and not the lie, not the not the negative. And and uh, I, I have found that to be so true. I think. I think for me, the other part of it, and I know you mentioned this in your blog too, that you also have, you have somebody to walk with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so important. Um, again, I, that's why re- restoring leaders is there is to help leaders who are struggling in this area and, and they're hurting in this area um, to break free. And that's why we want to walk beside leaders Um and you know you've been there for me. I've been there for you when we've as we've walked this journey together uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of years. Um, I think that's part of our common bond is that we both have had those times where man, I'm struggling today with this, and I know you've thrown scripture at me. I've thrown scripture to you. We've prayed for each other. We've we've encouraged each other. And just hearing, hey, I've been there. I get it. I hear you. <laughs> I know that feeling that's a huge thing to say, you know what? I'm not going to dwell up because I know I'm not alone because that's what the enemy likes to do is isolate us and push us further down the negative where all of a sudden that machete starts swinging the other direction. And it's like, okay, I can do this. Ron's been there. He's on the other side of this. He's challenging me to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Um, and that's huge for people. And I'd say if, if a listener's out there and they're listening to this and they're struggling in this area, Find someone, um, and if you don't have someone, then reach out to either one of us, um, and and uh, you know we're here for you. Um, that's what the KMC community is here for. Um, but if you don't want to just throw it out to the community, then throw it to Ron and I. We're confidential. We'll keep it between uh, you and us, and 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 we'll pray for you and lift you up because um, we don't want you to walk alone. And. Sometimes, depending on where you are in your journey, it's going to take an outside perspective to yes. speak that truth to you because you may not see it. You yes. may be so far down your negative aspect, your negative path that you you don't even see the positive. You don't even see the truth in the situation. So you don't know where to start. That's where somebody else comes in who can speak those things to you that can show you the scripture that can be uh, the record that continues to play 
the positive over and over and over. So it, the positive may not come from you to begin with. It may have to come from somebody else. Yeah. So we're not meant to walk this journey alone. Right. Uh, power and numbers, the find somebody. Um, yes, for sure. Yep. We, find somebody. We need that so bad. And, and there's, there is power in community and there's growth in community. Well, man, Ron, thanks for, for sharing this info with us. Um, again, we're going to put the link um, to all the books we've mentioned uh, in the show notes. Um, you know, John Acuff has a good book, Soundtracks. Um, you know, Craig Rochelle's book, Duhigg's book. Um, there's Mark a lot of other. I've got yes. Margaret Feinberg sitting right here. So we, there's, a, there's a whole list. What's the name that of that one? Put together. This what? one is more, po- more Power to You declarations to break free from fear and take back your life there you Margaret go. Feinberg. so yeah we'll put those notes uh those those uh book titles in the show notes so that if you're interested in here, knowing more about this um check out ron's blog read it through we'd love to hear your feedback on it um he's posted it in the kid, kid ministry collective facebook group as well um but we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts or what have you done to overcome a negative thought pattern and because trust me when you become when you start to do this it affects all areas of your life um it it it, it improves your leadership ability when you can take down the strongholds um and the negative thinking that you do and uh so it's a powerful thing so man thanks for thanks for hanging with me and having this discussion today yeah, it was a good conversation. Cool. Appreciate well, you having th- me back. We'll, uh, hey. we'll do it again soon. Yes, we definitely <laughs> have to do this more often. We got to get you back on um, as a regular all the time. So, well, my friends, thanks for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this episode, that it's been beneficial to you. And again, we'd love to hear from you. Um, it always encourages us when we get to hear from those that listen. Um, we're excited to see what God's doing with the ministry that we have. Again, if you need help, you need support, you need some encouragement, you need a safe place to talk, head over to restoringleaders.org. Um, we would love to set up some time to talk to you and encourage you. Um, but feel free to message Ron or myself. Uh, we would love to sit and pray with you and encourage you, share scripture that we have found powerful or even share some of our affirmations. Uh, I don't mind sharing what I've written um, to, that I read, uh, I have them on my phone, um, so that I can turn to them really quick uh, when I need them. So, um, thanks again for listening and, uh, stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the kids ministry collective podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.